What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> the Podcast Playground. Hooray! Hey! It's my song! Let's sing it! It's gonna be fucking awesome! Come on! It's gonna be fucking awesome! You know the <laughs> If you've never experienced Monty Python, you probably have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. But for you people who are a little familiar with Monty Python, at least maybe the Holy Grail, which is what most people are familiar with, um, they're the shit. They're everything. They're my everything. I love Monty Python so much. Um, one of my great fandoms. Continuing with this great thing of trying to add more um, positivity to this fucking conversation about geek culture yeah you know what a lot of the stuff kind of sucks right now but the classics still fucking hold up so i'm gonna be doing some like you know coolest of all time picks here um when i'm feeling it and i just like yesterday i just kind of was like i just want to talk about monty python monty python is so fucking funny and if you haven't gotten into python yet like dude i'm about to blow your mind you know if you enjoy south park and it, it, any of the great comedy that you see anywhere anything, anything that you think is great it is influenced by monty python they are such um just defining uh comedy uh they, they're, they're so responsible for defining comedy i guess i should say um the the whole group of them are amazing graham chapman who passed away uh before um well, not before. I mean, but but shortly after, you know, most of the Monty Python stuff was, uh, you know, was made. Um, he is incredible. Um, but the real, like the, the 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 most brilliant man in the group, I have to say, is um, <coughs> John Cleese. And I am a huge John Cleese fan. And I, I am I'm somebody. If you want to really just constantly be able to find the good stuff. You need to try to identify who the where the brilliance is coming from. You know, who is the person who you're loving the most? Have they gone on to do other projects? Have they worked on other things? You know, John Cleese, there are so many things that are sort of ancillary to Monty Python. And also Eric Idle, they are all brilliant in their own way. John Cleese is kind of my favorite of the group. I really think that he just has something fucking 
um, really special about him, and uh, he's central to so many of the the greatest sketches that they have. But all of the members of Monty Python are great in their own way, and um, you know have uh, sketches where they uh, shine completely, and all of them just work wonderful as a group together. Um, they are just so fucking cool. So anyway, I, I didn't give a proper introduction to the show. What up, coolest geeks? It's me, Jesse Blaze Sider, the coolest geek alive, and um, I've come here today to gush about Monty Python and to get you in to the world of Monty Python. So where do you start? Where do you start if you want to be a Monty Python fan? Well, honestly, you start with Holy Grail. If you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you got to watch it. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people have a very similar um, sort of uh, viewing experience to what my children had when I introduced them to it the other day. The the humor is irreverent, you know. It's it, uh, it is so often choosing to ignore some aspect of something that normally, you know, would maybe be the thing that we would all be like def focusing on, but it would move ahead so that that thing would define the conversation and 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 you know be like a, a great point of uh, a, a example of this is um, there's a great sketch and I'm not sure if it's from uh, Flying Circus or if it's from the Meaning of Life movie. The Meaning of Life movie is a collection of some of their best sketches. Now, okay, uh, just to frame this stuff. So they've got four movies and then they've got a series called The Flying Circus, okay? So there's four Monty Python movies and then The Flying Circus. The four movies, they're the first three are originals, uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, I'm sorry, Monty Python uh, and the Holy Grail, Monty Python's Life of Brian, and then, um, am I am I missing, is it is it only three and not four movies? Hmm. It might be three movies. Let me make sure, because I'm, I'm blanking out if there's a, a third movie that I'm missing. Maybe I'm maybe it's not four. I'll make sure while I'm talking to you. Um, anyway, the 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 final movie that they released, I should say, is a collection of all of the Flying Circus shorts. But I'm not going to recommend you watch that movie. I'm going to recommend you watch Holy Grail and recommend you watch Life of Brian. I'm going to talk about both of those, um, and then you're going to skip the meaning of life um, until you can watch um, uh, the thing. Let me see. I see. I'm like, is it? Is it? I'm gonna find out right now. Monty Python. Let's see. Let's see what the IMDb says. You're sitting with me. We're just fucking figuring this shit out right now. There's the meaning of life. There's life of Brian. There's now for something completely different. Yeah. See, that's what I think they put out. I think there's a fourth movie called And Now for Something Completely Different. That is the one that's the collection. Is that right? Yeah, okay. All right, sorry. It's been a minute since I've I fucking looked at all this stuff. They, they are like my favorite thing of all time. I've watched The Flying Circus at least four or five times all the way through. Um, the last time I was watching it, I was literally trying to make a notation of all my favorite sketches so I could seek them out and find them because there's so many little ones that I just love. Um, a lot of this stuff kind of will go over your head or, or you, know, you won't necessarily understand it because the context of like, Britain and things that they're co commenting on but so many of them are just fundamental to life kind of conversations and interactions that are always um you know not all always are 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 universally understood by anybody so this but but some of the culture will get by you if you have a hard time with the British accents it might be 
it might be a thing. It might be a deal breaker for you. You know, I've, I've, I've had some people who just can't understand what they're saying or whatever it is. But really, you just start with one and try to, you know, if you can try to get into Holy Grail, watch Holy Grail a bunch. And then you'll have a little bit of a, a, a ear for the language. And then Life of Brian. And Life of Brian so good. I, I can't wait to talk about Life of Brian. All right. I'm going to talk about all of them in a second. Um, let's, let's like fucking. Hey, Siri, how many movies did Monty Python release? on the web for how many movies did Monty Python release check it out yeah thanks Siri you're the best I didn't think that like I wouldn't be able to like remember but I'm I'm not sure I thought it was four but now I'm like okay yeah and now for something completely different in 71 Monty Python and the Holy Grail in 75 Life of Brian in 79 um and the meaning of life in 83. Okay, cool. So this is the, the actual like order of these things was different than I thought it was. And then there's Monty Python Live at the Hollywood Bowl, which is great. Oh, Live at the Hollywood Bowl is great. The best rendition of one of my favorite sketches that they have called Luxury. Me and uh, my ex-wife Patty, we still to this day um, will reference Luxury. It's so fucking funny. The, <laughs> the sketch is just about these four old dudes getting together and talking about the old days and how tough they had it. And the young kids today they don't know but what happens very quickly is they begin to like outdo each other with their stories and then the first one who told his story first before he got to hear everybody else's story he starts changing his story he's like well what i meant was uh you know it was really really tough because i had this and this and then everybody else starts changing their stories and by the end of it it's just this insanity <laughs> Where they're like, I when I got up in the morning, my father would cut us in two with a bread knife. Um, it's 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 so over the top and ridiculous. One of my favorite fucking sketches of all time. And I think it was originally in um, the Flying Circus. So the Flying Circus was their TV show that was on the BBC, and they had um, I think five seasons. I had them on DVD, and I used to watch them over and over and over and over again. And um, and I would just put them on in the background all the time. And then when the ones that would come on that I really loved, I would just be like, ah, oh, my God, I'd laugh my ass up. Um, and I mean, they never get old because the premises are just so fucking gloriously bonkers and over the top that they just really remain funny. If you've seen um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail or, or just know any references from it, like the freaking Killer Rabbit, the Killer Rabbit, you know, it's just <laughs> just a. There's just so many moments from that bit, you know, when it starts out and they're looking at this rabbit. This guy's getting them all worked up about this rabbit. And 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 and, uh, and he's like, what? It's a rabbit. And the dude says, look at the bones. Look at the bones. I, I just love that line. There's so many fucking lines in that fucking movie that are so great. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, um, so Body Python's Flying Circus, it's their original sketch show. And then they did a movie, which was a collection of their greatest sketches. And then they did eventually Live at the Hollywood Bowl, which was lots of their greatest moments, like all in this live show. Um, 
So there are different versions of a lot of these sketches. And some of them you will find, like, I, like I realized actually my favorite Dead Parrot sketch is on one of the Monty Python albums. Um, I don't know if you can find the Monty Python albums. I, I didn't go on to um, Spotify to see if you can find it. I bet you can, um, especially the songs, because Eric Idle has written a lot of songs for them. He's done a lot of great comedy songwriting, um, you know, as a Monty Python uh person i'll probably cover him on all your favorite bands suck at some point um you know obviously at the end oh well at the end if you've seen life of brian some people have now been turned on to it on broadway or whatever um i forget what it's called on broadway do they do, do I, I know they do the song always look on the bright side of life i forget exactly how it all ties into the thing but you know always look on the bright side of life did it did it did it did it great fucking song um eric idol's awesome he's, he's probably uh maybe maybe my well I think michael palin is just so fucking funny michael palin is probably my second favorite but i love eric idol as well uh he's maybe my third favorite of the pythons everybody's got different favorite pythons because they're they're, they're all fucking awesome though um and uh you know no disrespect to uh, to any of them anyway um what i'm saying is there's a lot of different versions of some of these sketches so I don't recommend watching that uh, and now for something completely different uh, movie because I really feel like almost none of the sketches are as good as the versions of them in The Flying Circus where they were originally presented. So we're going to, like, you can watch that last <laughs> or maybe never. Um, it, it's not bad. It's just not as great as The Flying Circus stuff. So... Number thing, uh, number one thing that you're gonna watch, you're gonna watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And let me tell you about uh, my experience watching it with my kids, just to prepare yourself or whatever else for the humor that you're gonna put on. Um, so I put it on for my kids, and oh, I'm sorry, I got so excited about this, I like skipped over the thing that I was gonna explain um, of like what you can expect, like joke wise or whatever. There's a great sketch, and I do think it's from uh, The Meaning of Life, the third film, original for them. Um, it's uh, it's actually got some of my favorite sketches in it, this film, even though it's maybe like the weirdest. <laughs> All their movies are great, I, but, but Meaning of Life is definitely a weird one, so we're gonna save that one for a second. Uh, maybe we'll watch that after we watch Flying Surface and Life of Brian and uh, Holy Grail. But um, there's a, an amazing sketch at the beginning of it of this army general, uh, British Army general about to bring his men over the mount, you know, like to like go into the battle. Things are getting really hairy. Bullets are going, oh, all right, we got to go. And right before they're about to go, he, uh, the, the, his like second in command stops him and goes, wait, sir, we, we just, we wanted to, we wanted to do something for your birthday. <laughs> we all, we got what my, I, and he's like, I don't, know if it's a great time he's like, well really men and basically the men start getting insulted that he doesn't want to like take the time to like accept their gifts and they've got him like these absurd gifts they've got him clocks they're on the battlefield one of the clocks gets shot up they've made him a cake and there's this terrible sob story and he you know it's 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 the most absurd thing it, it it's basically the most insane version of this is really a bad time but this is really a bad time for this. Have you ever had that happen when, you know, like somebody's trying to talk to you about something? It's really just not a great moment. It's really just not a great moment. But this is the most extreme version of this is really just not a great moment, which is their fucking comedy. Like it's just like like it's it's so often just this situation that is tweaked into extremity. Extremity. Extremity would be like an extremity of your body. Can you say extremity? 
I'm not sure. I'm not going to open up the dictionary to find out. Um, but uh, absurdist is, you know, of course, other terms that they use to describe this stuff. But uh, it, it, it is definitely irreverent and sort of like almost like bizarre. And when you're a child or if you have sort of like a childlike mind where like you are kind of looking to other people for your reactions, like and you're like, how how am I supposed to react? I don't know how to react to this. This is so strange. Um, and some people will have a little bit of that reaction. And my children definitely had that reaction. Some of the most classic scenes that you might have heard of, like um, the, um, the, the, the Black Knight, and you know, and, and they're chopping his leg off and he's hopping around. And my children were sort of just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> and uh, you know, the knights who say knee, and they're just like, this is so strange. <laughs> <laughs> and the rabbits and the witch and we're weighing the witch and all this stuff and they, and they were really kind of watching it like with their mouths open but then all of a sudden <laughs> and, and for those of you who have watched the movie already you know this is like so funny for you <laughs> but for those of you who haven't watched it you're probably like what the fuck um you'll know soon um we get to the scene with the bridge of death and the bridge keepers in the scene, you know, the bridge keeper says to them that he's very, you know, so much of the stuff in Monty Python, like, and everything, and like, this is what most comedy has learned from Monty Python, is you play shit straight. You have like a bizarre premise or something bizarre that's going on, but everybody reacts normally. That's what makes it funny. You know, you react like it's relatively normal. So very rooted there's like this real dude played by terry gilliam and terry gilliam is like the unsung python who's often in the sketches he's an american guy uh who um is also a brilliant filmmaker and he started um here with the pythons writing and working with them and animating doing all these like little animations that connect the dots uh between different scenes like if you've seen monty python and the holy grail there's lots of different animations that are in there those were done by terry gilliam who went on to be a very successful uh filmmaker it still is um so he says, uh, they, uh, those approaching the bridge of death must answer me these questions three or the other side he sees. And they're like terrified, especially the knight played by Eric Idle, who is like, that's that's his whole thing that he's terrified. And everybody just wants to get the hell out of there. And um, the, the, one of the brave knights goes up and he answers the questions and the questions are what is your name guy gives his name what is your favorite color oh no he says no what is your quest i seek the grail he says what is your favorite color and he goes blue and the guy goes all right off you go so he so he goes through. So my kids are like, huh? Because they're scared. <laughs> because they still don't know. Like, is this serious? Should I be frightened? <laughs> you know, it's this this bridge keeper's scary. This is serious. And um, so then the next guy goes. Who he goes? The the the, the cowardly guy goes. That's easy. <laughs> and he goes running out. He goes, Ask me the questions, bridge keeper. I'm not afraid. And he's like, you know what? What's what's your name? He said, Ah, my name's this. He's like, What's your quest? He says, I seek the grail. He says, What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? And he goes, 
What? I don't know that. Ah! And he goes. He goes. He gets thrown off into the into the into the ditch, and my kids lose their fucking minds. <laughs> they finally realize this is funny. <laughs> hey, wait. This is funny. This is supposed to be funny, <laughs> and they are laughing for the rest of the fucking movie and um and and for this sketch in particular um which like was so it was so funny to them that literally my youngest daughter who's seven now but she was like five maybe at the time that we watched this thing the next day she stops me in the kitchen and she goes stop those who are approaching the bridge of death must ask to me these questions three or the other side he see. <laughs> I was just and they made me rewatch it. They like rewound it multiple times, whatever. This is the power of Monty Python. I give it to you. I give you the power of Monty Python. It's the greatest. It's the greatest fucking power. Monty Python, I'm so excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I feel like Julie has not dug in deeply enough to Monty Python and it's it's happening. It's happening. She's getting a whole bunch of Python, like, cause, especially because I like reminded myself of like all my favorite sketches and shit. So now it's on. But Monty Python: The Holy Grail is just the shit. And I, you know, like, I like I, I hesitate to sit here and like spoil stuff. But I mean, I can't really spoil it because it's all this timing and just it's perfection. It's one of the, they're all just geniuses uh, in comedy. They they are. If you love comedy, like I do, I love comedy. It's just the stuff. It's the greatest stuff there is, and and it's the stuff that you just have to maybe be a little smart to to understand in some ways. And um and and it's it's just it's it's next level, and everything wonderful that you see in comedy comes from it. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Going into... The next movie, the next movie is is like more important to me than Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, I find it so important because it lampoons and pokes holes in religion in a way that uh, had had not ever been done before and has rarely been done since. Um, my comic book, King of Kings, is completely inspired by life of Brian, uh, even though it's a, a, a very different thing. But, you know, what is done in life of Brian, just to give some proper perspective to religion and religious ideas is just wonderful. Um, you know, the expansion of the mind in different ways of looking at the subject and having a sense of humor about the subject is just off the fucking chain, like important. And then on top of that, it is funny. It's a funny fucking movie. I mean, the, the, one of the, the greatest sketch in the whole uh, film. And I mean, you know, essentially the 
the movies end up playing as like lots of you know kind of sketches like tied together loosely with a story or whatever but the opening sketch with the stoning is just fuck if you haven't seen the life of brian i mean that scene alone everybody should see and the (laughs) there's so many aspects of it that are so great so historically the women were not allowed to go to the stonings but there would be public stonings of people who had committed crimes and everybody would throw stones at them and, and kill them. And the dude, Brian, is being brought down with his mother who has put on a fake beard to go to the stoning. And as the proceedings occur, you begin to understand that all of the people there are women who have come to the stonings. And they're in disguise. And they're disguising their voices. And of course, it's even funnier because it's all these men playing women disguised as men, pretending to be men. Playing women, if you understand what I'm saying. And I'm saying this is a great moment where John Cleese, who's like the, the leader you know, of the stony thing, goes, are there any women here? And, and they go, no, 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 no. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> because earlier they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and even the stoning, the whole fucking part with the with the guy, the stoning. He's getting stoned because he said Jehovah. He and and you, and you weren't allowed to say the name of the the their Lord or whatever. And he was like, "All I said was this piece of halibut is good enough for Jehovah." And and Doug Lee says, "Yes, he did it again. You're only making it worse for yourself." And he says, "Worse? How could I possibly make this any?" Jehovah, 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 he's screaming Jehovah. Ah, I love Monty Python. This shit is gold. It's so good. It's so good. The one that me and my dad would always be, just, we, we fucking still, the last time I talked to him, we were, we were joking about the freaking, there's this scene in the Coliseum where the the group because Brian basically he gets involved with a group of um uh what do you call it like revolutionaries and the revolutionaries start talking about other revolutionary groups they're the people's front of Judea not the Judean people's front or it might be the other way around and then of course he, somebody says i thought we were the popular popular the popular front of Judea he's like no, he's like, he's like, we're we the people's front of Judea. He's like, whatever happened to that? He's over there and is by himself. And there's one guy who's the popular, the popular group of Judea, and they yell at him, splitters, because he 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 split from the group. And this is this is just a very simple thing about like the 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 the. the groups and and group think and 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 splitting and you know i i made a similar joke in um the fucking for our future comic book that i that i made uh that i'm working on right now that there's a um 
there's the, a women's group that goes up, uh, separates from the men, and the women at some point they separate uh, at a certain time um, as they keep like changing their names to different like you know t- t- honoring different things, and then they split up into two groups because they can't agree. You know, um, this is the <clears throat> the um, what do you call it the the natural sort of progression of these groups because what happens is they break down into little groups that feel really strongly about certain things but can't get what they want from the larger group and then the groups split apart into little things which is why at the end of the day we need to stop so much of our group think and we need to think as a group that is different you know and start trying to be more accommodating to each other so that we can all get what we want instead of trying to take what we want for ourselves at the expense of other people, which just, you know, if you deny other people what they want, you know, that leads to revolutions and shit. And we don't want any more revolutions on planet Earth. So, you know, whether you like it or not, you got to kind of give everybody what they want personally so that you can get what you want personally. You know, that's that kind of kind of thing that we learn, though, from seeing this sort of jokes. You know, when you play these jokes of these ridiculous um, notions of these, these these groups splitting apart and the popular front is these guys over here and there's another group that's split apart that they're, they're rivals, which they're going to run into later when they're doing their, their job, you know, and they're fighting amongst themselves, the groups. You know, this is what happens, you know, historically. Um, and so great ways to talk about these things and, 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 and make jokes about these things. The, the, the whole movie is just hysterical. Uh, hysterical and really has a lot to say. It ends with that classic movie. Uh, I mean, classic movie. That classic uh, song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, which is just incredible. It's not a musical. It just happens to end with that song. They sing that song on the crosses when they get crucified. Um, it's, um, it's really... It's spectacular. It's a spectacular film. Um, so, from here, I would say, if you're like really digging the great stuff and you really want to do more, go into the Flying Circus. Okay, the Flying Circus is five seasons, and you know, perhaps it would be good to watch season two through four. If you're, uh, you know, you really want to make sure you're entertained right off the bat and can get into it easily because they're probably finding their footing a little bit in the first season. I seem to remember like noting that that like maybe the first season wasn't my my favorite, even though there was plenty of great stuff in it. Um, you know, uh, there are some episodes that are OK. Um, and then there are episodes that are are pretty mind blowing. Um, and then your average episode has at least half like mind-blowing shit and the other half is like okay you know but it's all fun it's all silly and and if you can get into the vibe of it i think you can really enjoy it and again you know it takes a little bit of like a a a, a, um, learning curve with your ear um for the the vernacular and the um accents but it's it i did it plenty of people have done it it's so fucking great it's worth it. Um, some sketches that we can talk about, just like to, to point you to some things or like, you know, to give you some reasons why this fucking material is just so damn great. Um, oh, and, and, and by the way, I should just say Life of Brian. Brian is a Jesus, like sort of Masonic figure in the movie. And that's where so much of the great like allegory and like other things like come because there's like a lot of great, there's a lot of deeper reasons why it's so... Um, 
worth a think and 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 thought has been put into it by them they're all very smart guys um they I, I i used to know they're like fucking like what colleges they went to and stuff like i read about them and so that john cleese is one of my heroes um but all of them are like you know idols of mine and um and i i was very interested in in monty python <clears throat> but i just haven't dug into that stuff in a long time so I, I i'm sure things will come to my head as i as i talk about various things but um, I just um, I, I don't I don't know for sure where they went to school and all of that, but they they are quite well educated, and uh, that's how they got themselves together in the first place. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I want to talk about some of the sketches that are just favorites of mine. And um, I, I didn't make like some like crazy list or anything. Because like honestly, um, I don't want you to go like flip around I don't think a lot of the lists are very good like when I go to some of like the best Monty Python sketches like I have not been pleased with the lists um, so much of the great stuff tends to get missed and um, and maybe uh, a lot of the ones that I'm going to focus on are some of the ones that don't necessarily get missed um, but it's you know like there's one that I uh, pulled out at the end that is so fucking great and I didn't even remember it and I'm sure I've seen it many times stuff like that um but uh it's uh, these mafia guys um and they're sitting around and they're like planning their their crime and when you hear the whole crime play out you realize that there's no real crime taking place they've just um they've just bought something you know like they've like they've made a plan to buy something and then one of the guys suggests, like, "Hey, boss, you know, ma- you know, maybe we could steal the uh, thing." And he's like, "He's like, hey, they're not gonna give it to us if we don't pay." He's like, "Instead of paying for it, he's like, we're not gonna give it to us if we don't pay for it." <laughs> and the sketch kind of just like goes off the rails from there, continuing this thing of them like not wanting to break the law, but. Or the main guy not wanting to break the law, even though they're all kind of like, really, you know, maybe we could just break the law a little bit. Maybe we could not pay the parking meter, all these kind of things. Um, it's it's quite funny. And it's a relatively short sketch. Uh, and that's maybe part of the reason why some of the sketches don't like end up as a, on the greatest hits list, because they'll, they'll be like, you know, a two minute sketch or, or something relatively short. Um, but oh, my God, there's just so many great ones. And um, I'm not going to name all of them. I'm really just going to say you should watch Flying Circus. Like you want to be a fucking cool geek. You want people to be like, oh, you're cool. Like fucking know your Monty Python, yo. <laughs> be able to quote some Python. <laughs> then you're cool. Like like when I know people are Python fans, I just immediately go, oh, yes, I can play with them. They can be my friend. So if you want to be friends with the Coolest Geek Live, fucking know your Python. <laughs> so um, one of my favorite sketches from the the uh, the bit, which is a little bit you know less well known uh, from the Flying Circus, is called the Cheese Shop, 
And uh, I was devastatedly disappointed when I submitted all of these sketches because I was a big comedy guy. Submitted tons of my favorite sketches to my high school. Um, what do you what do you call it? Like the theater group who puts on every year they would do a sketch thing. And it was my senior year. And I was like, I'm going to get some sketches that I want to see in this year's sketch comedy thing. So I just like printed out a ton of them and I brought them down to them. I wasn't even in the sketch. Show. I was just like, I want to see them do some sketches that I would like to see. Um, and they did the cheese shop and they butchered it. They butchered it. They thought that the joke was like that they were making a silly list of cheese and the list of cheese was just going on for forever and they literally broke it up into three parts where we we go back to the cheese shop where they're still boringly listing cheese like it was so stupid that's not what the cheese shop sketch is about the cheese shop sketch is about this guy coming into a cheese shop to get some cheese and they don't have any and he the guy keeps kind of making it like they have some but then mysteriously, oh, nope, sorry, we're out of that too, and we're out of this, and we're out of that, and we're out of that. And the guy's just sort of getting exasperated because there's a store, and there's a man, and he's trying to buy some cheese, and they don't have any cheese at the cheese shop. So how is this a cheese shop? It's a cheese shop without any cheese. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really fucking hysterical. Um, and these girls who did these two girls performed or whatever. And I don't know if it was like up to them to figure out that, like, like how to play the sketch and like, or the director didn't get it as well. Um, but whatever, like they, they, they did not get it and they did not, they didn't do the sketch well. Um, so that was a bummer. I was like, oh my God, you're making Monty Python look bad because the cheese shop is fucking hysterical. Um, also the dead parrot sketch. I thought that I was a big fan of the original. Um, I'm realizing that I'm the biggest fan, I think, of a version that they've put on record, which is very good and just has all the best deliveries. Um, some of their material on record, I think, is maybe the best of their material. And I think it may be because of Eric Idle, who's very lyrical. And um, and I think, you know, he just knows what sounds right. And the really the the that's some of the my, my favorite places too the distraction of how it looks and whatever else just to hear them talk um to just listen to some of the monty python records i had like a double a double cd that had tons of music on it but tons of their best sketches and um some of the sketches even that i wasn't necessarily like a fan of when i had heard them originally on the flying circus or whatever it was that i had heard them but on the uh cd the way they had been laid out and put together by um, Eric Idle, who's uh, been producing these, and like I said, you know he's a musician, you know songwriter or whatever. Um, he is really uh, super talented. So I'm looking here on Spotify, for instance, and you know I'm I'm seeing some things up here. I see songs. It looks like a lot of his music is available eric idol's uh, music that he's written for um for all of these um uh what do you call it uh 
various things, movies, sketches. Um, and then I think he just likes to write music. So sometimes he writes music and he's put out some of these comedy music albums that also contained uh, Monty Python sketches as like, you know, little connecting pieces. You would have to find some of those things. There are some amazing ones. I really recommend them. Um, this is cool. You know, if you go on to a Spotify and you want to listen to some of these songs, they are great. You know, there's a song in here called I Like Chinese. It's very funny. Um, you know, if you're not somebody who's like, hypersensitive to like racism whatever i know eric idol's not racist it's just sort of a, a silly song very funny it's it's not it's not you know like in interpretations are race are racist but ultimately the song's called i like chinese it's just very playful um but uh his, his stuff is all great you know it's 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 an older sensibility so maybe there might be some stuff that would be like you know you'd be like oh i don't know this is passe but but fuck that shit really it's funny and he's funny eric idol's very funny the music that would be available is great i bet that some of these albums that um that i'm telling you about are available on youtube if you go and you look them up uh, it is a great way to do it if you ever found any of those or wanted to order them if you still have a cd player i would recommend order some of those comedy albums just put those on because they're really well curated and filled with some of the best sketches of monty python that might be actually one of the best ways for you to get into them honestly to uh, listen to some of those awesome records including you know all this great funny music so i would highly recommend that anyway continuing down some of my favorite sketches um uh obviously uh, i was saying the parrot sketch is great but the version of it in the album uh is is greater um the version on flying circus though is uh is is the next best uh better than the one in their collection movie now for something completely different um another great sketch uh from the original that's better than the one in the now for something completely different is self-defense uh against <laughs> fruit <laughs> Now, to, now to de how to defend yourself attack, attack, when a man attacks you with a banana. Like, and, and they keep asking for, like, advanced, like, like, what about if they attack you with a pointed stick? A pointed stick! Like, you know, it, it, the, the sketch is really ridiculous. Um, and <laughs> there's, there's, like, a point where, you know, he's demonstrating, you know, if they attack with, the, he's going to, he's going to shoot them. What if you don't have a gun? Well, run, <laughs> run for it. <laughs> the, the sketches. Oh my God. I just, I want, I want you to watch them. I want you to watch them and I want you to write me a nice letter. And I want you to say, Jesse, I'm so grateful that you turned me on to Monty Python because I didn't know what I was missing. I was a stupid fool, but now I laugh a lot. Yo, like seriously, do it. Um, one of my other favorite sketches is called The Argument. This guy goes into this this establishment that offers arguments. And he comes in and he says, um, he says, uh, is this a room for the, for the argument? And the guy says, I told you once. He says, no, you didn't. He says, yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, I came here for an argument. Yes, you did. And I told you, or whatever it is. I forget. But basically, the guy's arguing with him the whole time about whether or not he came there for an argument and whether or not he told him. And he says, I don't want to argue about this. And he says, he says, he says, look, I came here for an argument. This is just contradiction. The guy says, no, it isn't. He says, yes, it is. An argument is a thing. <laughs> like, 
It's really fucking funny. It's a great sketch. He, he he wants to he goes for an argument and but he doesn't like the type of argument. He wants to he wants to have a different argument. He doesn't want to have this argument. And, and that's sort of just something that I can relate to as well. It was like how often have you been in an argument and you find yourself arguing about something that I'm like, fuck, I'm arguing about something now that I didn't want to argue about this. I was looking to argue about this other thing. <laughs> you know, like, this is fucking hysterical. It's a great sketch. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm like, you know, I, hopefully <laughs> this episode of me just laughing to myself as I remember these sketches and how much I enjoy them <laughs> is not horrible for you as entertainment. <laughs> um, one of the other bits, which I'm pretty positive is from um, the Flying Circus originally. And because I don't think it's from Meaning of Life. No, I think it's in the the collection of their best stuff. But it's originally from the Flying Circus. And it is the world's funniest joke. And the world's funniest joke is just amazing. Basically, it's so funny that it kills you. And the the joke has to be translated, um, you know, from uh, from uh, by scientists into German so that they could send the joke over across the lines and so that the Germans would read the joke. And basically and there's like this whole bit of like one of the scientists who were translating the joke in pieces uh, saw two lines of the joke uh, or two words of the joke and spent a week in a coma. He just, he just saw two words of the funniest joke. And of course, you never find out the joke. It's too dangerous for you to find out the joke. You you would die. But they translate the joke into German. And of course, I forgot. I actually looked up what the joke was at some point. Wait a second. Wait, we're going to do it right now. German translation of world's funniest Monty Python joke. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, though, the way they have the sketch. They're like, you know, they're throwing the freaking joke across uh, state lines. Um, the V joke is not German at all. German Wikipedia quotes. Let's see. Where is it? This is made up to sound like German, but doesn't make any sense. It's obvious the joke had to be modified beyond distinction. Way too dangerous otherwise. <laughs> the world's funniest Monty Python joke. Yeah. All right. No, no translations. It's it's fucking. It's just. It's just. What a fucking concept. What a great concept of the a deadly joke, <laughs> the killer joke, and just just the whole story because it's done like a documentary, and it's just. <laughs> It's just so fucking good. I love, I love it. <laughs> I, I love that sketch. I love Monty Python. They're so smart. The concepts that they have. I mean, like, they're Monty Python is probably the most influential person, uh, creative people, like in my life. Uh, you know, King of Kings. That is, you know, like, like I, I wouldn't, 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that necessarily would have came out with me or not in that way necessarily. Uh, and and the style of it, the way we drew it, and everything, like it was totally Monty Python influenced. Oh, by the way, if you donated to the King of Kings thing, oh my goodness, it's been a little freaking annoying with my printer. I'm trying, I don't want to like trash them, but like I don't know, we got, got off on the wrong foot, and they've just been like really not coming through but the book's finally printed everything's done and it's getting sent out to me this week and i'm really excited because i believe i'm gonna be able to send it out next week so yes 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 so excited about that and like ugh, i'm kind of glad i had like a crappy experience this time around with the printer because like never again i'm like i'm like so like embarrassed like how long it freaking took and like it was like out of my hands but at the same time like ugh, i gotta like figure out how to get it i don't know get it all ready so like it's like ready to freaking go as soon as my damn campaign comes to an end or something whatever it is anyway um it's coming and i'm really excited to launch uh fucking for our future which is so cool things are awesome i actually also i have a music video that comes out tonight for dilf usa uh you know who do our lovely theme song it's called uh money ain't funny it's actually a really funny video that me and my girl julie did um about the strikes um the um the 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 WGA strikes that recently happened. Uh, basically, I'll say um, it shows what they were doing inside for 149 days as they negotiated on behalf of the unions. And uh, you're not going to be happy when you find out what they were doing. Uh, it's, it's really funny. It comes out tonight. Dilf USA. Money ain't funny. It'll be on Spotify and all those platforms and stuff like that. Check that out too. Anyway, let's get back to Monty Python. Um, the funniest joke is incredible. Um, I love that one. Uh, also an early a great uh, Eric Idle song in the, the, the in the the sketches is the lumberjack song and it's just it's so fucking funny I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay I drink all night and I sleep all I work all night and I sleep all day I, I cut down trees I, I, I eat my lunch I go to the lavatory on Wednesdays I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea and <laughs> and the sketch is basically just he slowly gets sort of gayer and gayer and he's got this he's got this this um this tough burly uh group of of lumberjacks singing his background vocals and gradually they can't get behind him anymore <laughs> and they keep sort of going what <laughs> like what what he, he I, on Wednesdays I go shopping and and where and and uh, oh no I, I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars and hang around in bars <laughs> it's it's really fucking funny and the song you know like just kind of keeps on stopping and starting because his his backing band isn't actually all for it um shit's hysterical um Beyond that, another favorite, and you know, this is kind of like a a a ongoing sketch in uh, an episode of Monty Python, and it's just it's so great, and it's just something that you you'll reference in your life over and over again if it uh, imprints on you. But it's the Spanish Inquisition, and they would just burst through the door into. <laughs> some other sketch and they'd be like you know well i didn't expect the spanish inquisition and then all of a sudden a, a wall would burst open and and, and this guy <laughs> let with these other two guys would come out and he would say nobody expects 
the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Our chief weapons are surprise and fear. And an almost devoutical devotion to the Pope. Uh, uh, amongst our weaponry. Uh, and, 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 and he would... Keep correcting himself. How many weapons amongst our weaponry? Our weaponry. It's a chief and emotional. And and ah ah. We have to keep starting over. It was very funny. Just the simple bit of the nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> it never gets old. So many of their best things, they never get old. They just never get old. That's the wonderful thing about Monty Python. Great Monty Python just never fucking gets old. So like, if any of this shit like ends up like connecting with you, you're just gonna be laughing about it for the rest of your life. So I'm doing you such a favor right now. Thank me. Kiss my tushy. You don't have to kiss my tushy. I love you. <laughs> I really do. I like. I, I. My favorite thing in life is sharing entertainment with people. You know, I like going to the movies with people. I like showing people movies that I love. I love it. You know, you know I've gotten into horror because uh, Julie loves horror and uh, Cassidy loves horror. My son and, uh, you know, other friends of mine love horror, you know, and it's just like I and I, I've been like a little into horror because other friends of mine liked horror. And then, you know, when my son liked horror, it was like, all right, fuck it. You know, <laughs> so now I like horror and I watch lots of horror shit and, and I enjoy it and I geek out on that with them enjoying things together. It's just so wonderful. You know, that's the thing about continuity and getting these things right in like films, Marvel films and all this stuff. It's like we're trying to enjoy this together. And the more you change it, the less we, the, the, the experience is, is uniform and similar. You know, the old school Star Wars fans want to enjoy the new school Star Wars and feel like they're with they're all together like it's all in alignment when you change it too much from the source all of a sudden it creates like a rift between the one thing and the other thing and the connection that these things bring for us all and bring us together you know like i said when i hear somebody loves monty python i'm like you can be my friend done you like monty python you'll get my sense of humor let's enjoy being friends fuck yeah <laughs> you know that's it it's that simple and I, I know for some of you guys who, who, who like even, you know, even if it's like, uh, I love Holy Grail, you know, like that's enough. But, ah, oh, there's so much deeper to go. There's so much deeper shit. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What else do I got here? I talked about that little mafia thing. Okay, that's all I'm going to talk about, like, specifics-wise for uh, Flying Circus. Uh, just, like, there's tons more, though. Tons, tons, tons more. Tons more. Tons more. Um... Tons more. You won't regret it. It's really, really worth your time. Watch the Flying Circus. So, Holy Grail, Life of Brian, Flying Circus. Okay? And then, or, you know, maybe you can watch The Meaning of Life if you want to watch another movie. Uh, the Meaning of Life might be the next thing after Flying Circus for me to recommend to you. The, uh, the Meaning of Life uh, is set up as, like, it kind of just, it's trying to kind of say some things about 
life and death and it literally just starts with life and and goes on through it's an amazing song at the beginning called every sperm is sacred and it has to do with like uh, religious viewpoints at uh, earlier times you know just like not using condoms because you know every sperm was sacred and then there were these families that just had incredible amounts of children because uh you know because they weren't using any protection and they were having lots of sex and uh you know the, the these expanding families were um you know <laughs> just doing god's work every sperm is sacred if a sperm is wasted god is quite irate every sperm is sacred every sperm it's amazing there's a, it's a dance number it's it's huge it's 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 insane it's crazy over the top um there are a number of sketches in there that are amazing. I told you about the one with the um, the military guy uh, being given the birthday presents in the middle of the battlefield and people being killed all around them, and they're literally like the worst possible time for this cake. Um, this is their section on war. There's a section on death. There's a great bit at the end that I like. I really like the uh, song at the end of the, the movie. Oh, forget that how that one goes or whatever. Um, but um, it's all just fun. Some of it's weird and silly, but uh, it generally contains some of my favorite sketches. Um, the sketch that's sometimes referenced where the guy is being o overfed um, and he explodes in his chair and he's just like, I couldn't eat another thing. And he just gives it's wafer thin. And he gives him the little piece of food and, and the guy's like vomiting. And it's really gross. <laughs> it's gross. There's definitely some like really weird ass shit in the meaning of life. But mixed within the meaning of life are some amazingly funny sketches, um, and it is worth checking out, especially if you become a Monty Python fan. Um, my favorite in particular, perhaps my favorite Monty Python sketch of all, is the, uh, well, I would call it the tiger sketch. Um, basically... It starts off with another scene where they have um, th there's a there's a, a war going on and basically everybody's fighting on behalf of these British generals who aren't doing shit and everybody's fighting and dying and there's blood everywhere and the the Africans are dying and the the, the soldiers are dying and they're just like going about their day because the one of their soldier I mean one of their uh, generals is missing a leg and he's very calm about it just uh, woke up and uh, his leg's gone. And there's a hole in his net, and the leg is, is is gone. So they get it in their head that they're looking for a tiger, and that a tiger must have taken his leg. So they go out into the safari, and they try to find the tiger that took his leg. And they find a tiger in the bush. And when they go to shoot, all of a sudden, two guys run out of the bush wearing a tiger costume. One of them has a tiger tail, and the other one has the tiger head on his head. And they're like, what are you doing here? And like, um, and they start making up strange stories about what they're doing there. And finally they go, do you, did you take this guy's leg? And they, they go, what? Do we look like the type of people who would break into a, a tent in the middle of the night, anesthetize a person, and run off with a leg? <laughs> search the thicket. And as soon as the guy says that they're going to go search, he goes, 
Oh, a, a leg. Did you say a leg? There, 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 there might be a leg back there. <laughs> it's Eric Idle and Michael Palin. And Michael Palin, like this for his react, because he's like mostly, like he's talking a little bit, but he's really led by Eric Idle, who's the head. But as the tail in this scenario, as these two guys who have been caught doing something very peculiar. The, the least of which you could call peculiar. The way this conversation plays out and the way it goes back and forth with the fucking thing. Can I even like, can I pull it up? I'm going to see if I can just like pull it up as like a great thing for you guys. And I'm going to talk about um, a couple other things to wrap up the, um, the, the show. Like I said, you might like to eventually watch the, um, and now for something completely different, uh, film, which is a collection of all of the Monty Python uh, sketches that were kind of most popular in the Flying Circus. All of them redone. And like I said, I don't think any of the redos are any better. And I don't think, generally speaking, there's anything in there that is um, uh, new. Uh, except maybe some connective tissue or whatever, like what ties the whole thing together. It is good and fun or whatever because those sketches are good and fun, but really the place to see them is is there. Um, there is some more stuff beyond Monty Python that I'm going to get into in a minute to wrap up the show, uh, but um, I want to play you this sketch. So the guy's lost his leg. They go searching into the wilderness. They find this guy, these guys. Oops, sorry. I got to play a fucking commercial for... Uh, Monopoly. Fuck you, Monopoly. All right. So they go into the thicket. They're searching through. Here they come. Let's do it. I'll let it play. I might make a little bit of noise in the background so that like I don't get hit with like a copyright strike or whatever here or there. Without laughing and shit, so forgive me. But this is from the movie Monty Python and uh, the Meaning of Life. And this is my favorite Monty Python bit ever. Okay, here we are. My God, it's huge! Okay, so they shoot at it. It looks huge because it's two guys. So now they run out. Uh, uh, don't shoot, don't shoot. We're not a tiger. Michael Palin. Uh, we were just, um... Why are you dressed as a tiger? Oh, why? 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 Oh, it's been a lovely day today. Answer the question. Oh, we were well, just... Well, uh, um... actually, we're, we're dressed like this because... Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, we did it for a lot. Part of the spree. High spirits, you know? Simple as that. Nothing more to it. <laughs> well, actually, we're on a mission for British intelligence. There's a pro czarist, a shanty chief. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 Forget about the Russians. Uh, we're doing an advert for Tiger Brand Coffee. Tiger Brand Coffee is a real treat. Even tigers prefer a cup of it to real meat. <laughs> now look. All right, all right. We are dressed as a tiger because he had an auntie who did it in 1839, and this is the 50th anniversary. No, we're doing it for a bet. God told us to do it. To tell the truth, we are completely mad. We're inmates of a Bengali psychiatric institution, and we escaped <laughs> by making this skin out of old used cereal packets. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> what? 
doesn't matter this is the guy who lost his leg have they got my leg they got my leg good thinking well have you actually yes it's because we were thinking of training as taxidermists and we want to get the feel of it from the animal's point of view be quiet (laughs) we're just asking you if you've got this man's leg a wooden leg no, no, a proper leg. Look, he was fast asleep and someone or something came in and removed it. Without waking him up? Yes? I don't believe you. We found the tiger skin in a bicycle shop in Cairo. The owner wanted it taken down to Dalai Salam. Shut up! This is now, just look, so fucking amazing. Have you not got Okay, I'm going to break leg. this down in a second. Yes. No, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Why did you say yes? I didn't. I'm not talking to you. Um. Um. <sighs> right, search the thicket. Oh, come on. I mean, do we look like the sort of chaps who creep into a camp at night, steal into someone's tent, <laughs> anesthetize them, tissue tie them, amputate a leg and run away with it? Search the thicket. Oh, leg. You're looking for a leg. Actually, I think there is one in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you see what happened there? This is why I love this fucking sketch so much, because there is a reversal of the fucking absurdity that goes on. First, it's absurd that this man has lost a leg without waking up, all these things. They find these people in the woods. This is absurd. They're tigers. They're making up this story. They, they have like 50 different stories about what they're doing there. You you don't even necessarily think that they are responsible for the leg at all. And then he says, we well, got the guy's leg. And they're like, Somebody, he lost his leg? So now they're questioning the credibility of whether or not the leg could have even been removed in the first place, but in a very credible way. And then within a few, within a few moments of that, you find out, oh, no, no, they do have the leg. <laughs> it's, it's just fucking, I love that sketch. I love that sketch so much. I love Monty Python so much. You should be a Monty Python fan. Beyond Monty Python, there's some great things that I would like to recommend, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it to three fucking perfect things that I'm going to recommend. The first of them is a television show called Faulty Towers. It's written by um, uh, by John Cleese and Connie Stevens, I think, um, or Connie a lady a writing partner that he used to write with um th- that show is th- they've actually done other stuff as well that i would recommend as well but i'm just fo- keeping the focus on faulty towers if you enjoy that dig into more stuff that john cleese has been involved in in any way especially as a writer he's just a brilliant brilliant writer but um faulty towers is such a great show it's an old style british sitcom but it is really genuinely funny uh, basil faulty is his character that he plays and basil faulty is somebody who desperately wants to be bigger than he is look bigger than he is have a more glamorous life than he is hates and doesn't appreciate the life that he has and is constantly getting himself into trouble by being this stupid superficial blowhard and it is just all the jokes are ultimately at his expense in a fabulous way it is a very very funny show. I highly recommend Faulty Towers. Um, second and third are two films that are kind of in like a series um, with one another. Uh, they are um, Fierce Creatures and A Fish Called Wanda. A Fish Called Wanda is more well known. Fierce Creatures is 
similar team worked on it, similar actors worked on it, and it is also very funny. Um, John Cleese uh, plays in the movie. Michael Palin plays in the movie. Uh, Kevin Klein plays in the movie, who I'm a very big fan of. A Fish Called Wand is amazing. Most people remember that one with, um, uh, what's her name from Trading Places? Um, oh, her name keeps Jamie. Jamie? Jamie something. Ah, you know. Jamie Lee Curtis? That's her name. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, a Fish Called Wanda is really awesome. It's just sort of like about a criminal and uh, and a girl and a girl named Wanda, basically, who's like kind of like multiple people love and there's her friend. It's, it's an ensemble. It's a really cool, cool movie. It's been a while since I watched Fish Called Wanda. I'm like, I have trouble... Uh, breaking down the the, the plot uh, quickly. Uh, Fierce Creatures sense, uh, takes place around a zoo and like a new person who gets brought in to, to uh, fix the zoo and like sort of uh, a lot of shenanigans and sex and stuff that's going on. It, both movies are very funny. I highly recommend them. Um, now, those three things are like the biggest things I recommend that maybe like are like spiritual successors to uh, Monty Python or whatever uh, that continue this sort of thing. But I will point to just a couple other things just in um, uh, to to sum it up. Every member of this group is very talented. They all have different things that they um, they do that I've become aware of because they're they're good. Um, whether it's uh, odd little film roles and, and whatnot, um, you if you if you get into the Python people, you will find that Eric Idle has a breadth of really interesting things that he's done since. Uh, John Cleese has a very interesting breadth of things that he's done since. Terry Gilliam, in particular, is very interesting with the movies that he's directed, like Brazil and others. I think 12 Monkeys is another one of his. Um, the Monty Python people are really awesome. Um, and, um, and there's just really no end to the talent uh, that was pouring out of their bodies then and still is pouring out of their bodies now. Go listen to freaking John Cleese say anything that man just has comedic timing for days he's just so fucking great i mean they're worth their weight in gold as far as i'm concerned uh anyway monty python is the shit you should be a monty python fan get into this stuff get into these guys worship at their altars they are all fucking just, just the, the the greatest some of the greatest comedy minds of all time and if you're not aware of that really deeply you should be Anyway, I'm Jesse Blaze Snyder, the coolest geek alive. I love you, coolest geeks. Please, you can write me at jesseblaze.jessesnyder.com. I love it when you do. I look forward to hearing from you. Anyway, thank you for listening to my show. Thank you for listening to my Monday night music show, All Your Favorite Bands Sucks, every Monday night. I just did Collective Soul this past week, another great fucking band. I love doing that show, gushing over music, similar to how I just gushed about Monty Python. I'm probably going to continue doing some more gushing this weekend. Um, you know, I'm going to do these classic episodes where I'm doing like something that is the coolest geek of of uh, of all time like i mean the coolest shit of all time like i'm gonna give a full wednesday episode to that you know because i it's the the sun, uh, saturday episodes i tend to try to aim to make them like a little uh shorter unless i just am feeling it 
Um, but um, you know, I'm gonna keep and and, I, and and general reviews like smaller reviews of a single a single movie or a single thing. You know, I can keep that to like a half an hour, and it doesn't have to be like the longest thing for you know to talk about one thing because you know I'd rather you guys see it. Um, but for these shows like where I can talk about a whole breadth of things, like if I come back around and do Star Trek, you know, classic Star Trek, you know, I think that, that I might actually catch myself up on some Star Trek before I do that one. Monty Python was a little bit easier to jump into and talk about, but um, there's things that I know I would just love to like try to get you guys into. From my perspective, just like here, this is my love for the thing. Maybe try it like this, start like this. Maybe you can get into it too. Because there's been things that I've wanted to get into, like Doctor Who, or um, you know, maybe it was Harry Potter for a little while. Even though I eventually, you know, uh, kind of got into Harry Potter a bit, um, you know, that I didn't know where, where do I start, what do I do. Uh, so you know, sometimes you need somebody to help you out. I'm gonna help you along the way. So if I don't feel like there's anything that I really want to like come in and feel like there's like some huge thing that I can offer to the conversation about what's going on, I'm gonna try not to just be like hitting the conversation as it goes. And if there's not something that I feel like really passionate about talking about about what's going on in the world of entertainment and geek culture stuff, I'm gonna just talk about shit that matters in our world and should matter to you and would make you so fucking happy if you got turned on to it. So I hope you like hearing that because that's what I really want to do and that's what I'm going to try to have this show be going forward. Anyway, I love you guys. I hope you join me again next Wednesday and this coming Saturday for another ass-kicking episode of The Coolest Geek Alive. Me! You've been listening to Coolest Geek Alive with me, your host, Jesse Blaze Snyder. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe for more excellent geek culture content. Thanks for listening. It's my favorite part!
It's gotta be fucking awesome. Just wait. You'll see. You'll all see. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.